Hello everyone, welcome for some late night chill vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Francis. And let's start vibing on this very first episode of Podcast. Alright, so, um, so Francis, how, how are you doing today, bro? How is quarantine life treating you? Quarantine life is, uh, it's hard. You're with yourself a lot. But you know what? I'm know. managing. I'm managing. I've been yeah. uh, keeping busy, I guess. Yep. Yeah, because you're, you're in summer school right now, right? Yeah. You're doing summer classes for college? Yeah, I love summer school. It makes me... Really? It make, yeah, it gives, like, structure to my days, almost, because... Like, without it, I'd just be getting up at crazy hours, sleeping at crazy hours, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, but weren't you also working before that? Yeah, I guess, but it was like, I started my shift at 4, so it was literally oh, okay. like, yeah, didn't even matter towards the end of the day. Like, I could do anything I want, wake up at least before 4, <laughs> and then, yeah, at least before 3, and then, yeah, and then I'd go to work. So, it was okay. Yeah, so um, since it's the first episode, you guys probably know nothing about us. I, re- I recommend uh, for those listening, you guys go check out our pre-release episode so that you guys have some sort of feel of what this podcast is like. So a little bit about uh, myself. I'm a second-year business student. I'm Canadian, and I go to school in Alberta. So there's that. There's that. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm a civil engineering student. I am a Canadian as well, and I go to school in BC, Vancouver. Mm. All right, so late night chill vibes. For those who didn't watch the pre-release, I uh, kind of want to know what it is. It's more, I, I think, the. do you want to explain this? I think. Or, late night chill vibes? I love. Yeah, how do I? I don't know. I like we, do we just came up with uh, the idea to just talk about whatever we wanted to talk about in the context of like, you know, uh, having it be sufficiently like deep so i guess you could think about it a little bit and mm-hmm. um yeah but just casual enough that people could just um listen to it while you know falling asleep or doing the dishes or i don't know something like that yeah i know i actually agree with that i think you guys should definitely just read the description i think it tells a lot about what this podcast is going to be like but um, first episode. How you feeling about this? You know, I'm I'm feeling good. It's the pilot episode, man. I know, I know. Pilot. <laughs> I think I think the the first the preview went so well. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, it just made me comfortable about it. Which yeah, is, which I know, is right? really good. I think it's good because like, you feel like you're being talked to when you listen to it. I think mm-hmm. that's like yeah. what a podcaster's yeah. goal is. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, I I recently found out why the first episode's named pilot. Do you know what it is? Do you know why? No. <laughs> because it's the this. first time it's the first time it's on air whoa Get, yeah that's crazy <laughs> i feel <laughs> I like a writer that. came out with that that was a, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was probably I mean, yeah that's kind of cool all right so let's let's get right into this uh let's get right into this hot topic bro all let's right. talk about the what everyone wants to what everyone wants answers to life what is it what's the meaning of it <laughs> what is life that, I don't know. Like, like there's so many, there's so many things that come with life in that yeah. word. It's hard to put down definitions or the meaning of it altogether. Agreed. Um, but I feel like we can, through this podcast and through the rest of the season, 
and the next few seasons, we can end up having some sort of answer to everything. Yes. I, I think, yeah. We're going to try and figure it out together. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. So, well, you, I think we should start with the number one thing, the opposite of life, death. Let's start with that. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with death. Yeah, what is it? It's crazy. Like, it's, it's a part of life, but it's so different, you know? Yeah, it's different, but it's like it's the exact opposite. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, I was um, I don't know what TV or I think it was a movie. I don't remember what it was, but there was this guy looking at a gravestone and he saw the dates of someone's birth and someone's death day. And he he talked to his friend. He's like, okay, so look at those two dates. Do you know where life is? And he pointed a little dash that in between like that's how small and precious life is. That little dash. I love like that. that's that's how much time you have to make a difference <laughs> in this world. That's, that's so, crazy. It's yeah, but it's true though. It's, it's so true. true. Yeah, I love it. Oh, All right, man, so got, but it gets me thinking, man. It gets me thinking. I know, yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Like, so, w- with with death, um, we have notes in front of us, by the way, for the people listening. Um, I th- let's start with. Let's start with, what is this? You have something here, Tolkien. What is that? Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's uh, that's J.R.R. Tolkien, the guy who made The Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this up. So, Tolkien, yeah. So, Tolkien, uh, like, he made a bunch of, well, okay, he made this world um, where there's this guy called, I, I, I remember, th- this was the top of my head. Like, I saw Death. And then I was like, okay, what can I think of like right away right here? So I just remember oh, yeah. hearing uh, that Tolkien came up with the entire universe pretty much in his mind. And there's the god figure called Iru Aluvatar. And okay. he made a bunch of races like dwarves, you know, uh, elves. Mm-hmm. And like most of them can live a really, really long time. Like elves can live uh, for eternity. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, so he also made humans. And he loved humans so much that he made them uh, mortal. So it's like it's oh. a, it's sort of a good thing to to be able to die and maybe yeah, exactly. be a part of um, eternity maybe with with the God figure or um, yeah I, yeah I don't know it's I just, like that yeah the preciousness of it just caused them to be mortal I don't I don't know it's like it was weird it just came to mind yeah no no that actually makes sense like I really like that because if let's say we are immortal we won't we won't um, see life as his gift anymore. We see it more of as a burden, you know, because mm. like eventually you'll get bored of life. And but the fact that we do die means that there is there is some kind of um, push and drive for us to do better. Yeah, that's right? exactly it. That's exactly yeah. It. Yeah. yeah, nice. I oh damn, it. yo! I didn't even think about. It. But let's let's say, like when we do die, we end up. Mm. There's more of like a really we kind of pushing towards religion a little bit. But mm. there's heaven and hell. Like, do you? Do you personally believe in heaven and hell? Uh, I guess yeah. It just it just gives you something to to feel like you can attain after it's all over, and that's mm-hmm. nice to know. Yeah. That that's that's comforting. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, I feel like everyone has their own version of heaven and hell. Yeah, I, I feel like my version of it is different than the way that you see it. Hmm. Yeah. No, I yeah. was talking to my friend about this uh, a few months ago, and he he is a Christian, but he doesn't believe in heaven and hell. So I asked him, like, what, 
how does that work for you? Like, how do you see it? He just doesn't think it's possible. And he okay. believes that there's just nothingness after. And actually, he mentioned a name, and I had to search it up um, earlier today because I don't remember the name, but the name was Schopenhauer. And he believed, and my friend also believes in, believes in this too, that we are born out of nothingness, and when we die, we return into a void of non-existence. That is terrifying. That is terrifying for me. I can't imagine just dying and then non-existence. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it's true. Like, I mean, in the Bible too, it says that it's like, um, you are, you come from dust, and unto dust you shall return. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So Ooh, good quote. Maybe it's maybe it's just, it's just something you have to accept. Mm-hmm. That, as like in the physical sense, you're just gonna go away because <laughs> yeah that's you can... so scary yeah though. but as an idea as an idea in a tombstone like as an idea in words in what you come up with during your life that can be recorded and then mm-hmm. live on past past your due date right yeah that lives that lives for as long as it stays in the world and is able to be accessed you know so that's kind of cool yeah there's yeah. um there's a word for that. I don't remember the word. Uh, but it, let's say that you end up dying, right? And your legacy your legacy lives on until that thing. Like, let's say, for example, you made a book mm-hmm. and that's your legacy. But so you technically live on with that book. But once that book disappears, there's just no more memory of Francis. There's just nothing. Yeah. That's the end of Francis. Yeah. Even though you're like you're dead hundreds of years before that, mm-hmm. that is the last time in history that anyone will ever look or even think of the name Francis, like you. Wow. See, that's so that's so scary. That is scary. <laughs> I, I I hate thinking about that. Which is <laughs> Whoa, which that's is, insane. That's actually crazy. Yeah, I yeah. know. I thought about that today. And like that's like even even one day, one day videos, the way Whoa. we look at videos now. Yeah. And even in this podcast, we will there will be a time in the future where po- this podcast will just never, ever see the light of day ever again. And it's just gone forever. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Damn. So scary. Wow. But, um, but well, speaking of heaven and hell, let's, that, that kind of ties into religion. And I think for a lot of people, um, religion's a big part of their life. A oh, big, yeah. big part, hundred percent, and um, I think, I think for, I don't know for you, but for me and my family, mm-hmm. it religion. Like we're Catholic, right? My family's Catholic, mm-hmm. so with Catholicism comes a lot of rules, and part of life is following those rules. I don't know how you feel about that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're we're Catholic too. Like we grew up together, so we. We know. Yeah. <laughs> we know yeah, the no, rule I know. life, bro. We, we know the rule of life. I yeah, think, yeah. I think um Kant, the guy the guy who was like, you know, researching leading up to this to this podcast, like recording it, um mm-hmm. he said that it's it's got its drawbacks and it's got its benefits and the major benefit is that it makes people aware of their moral imperative. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be good or else things 
will not go well for you and the rest of humanity because you by yourself affect yourself obviously but you mm-hmm. and your actions i guess affect you know a broader a broader range of you know things around you right yeah like the butterfly effect i guess uh, mm-hmm. yeah and i if guess I, it leads back to like i don't know death <laughs> if we want to go back yeah. to that like yeah sure even even if you do something that's not very uh noteworthy that leads you to mm-hmm. being forgotten i don't know 10 years after your death god, yeah. you know god forbid <laughs> like yeah. um, i don't know like you'll still have some impact for sure that's yeah. just that's just the fact of it yeah mm-hmm. which is kind of cool so, yes i remember uh speaking of kant emmanuel kant i believe he's a deontologist so i don't know if you any- know anything about that no idea but <laughs> so yeah because you said more yeah he has moral imperatives so imperatives are like the rules that you said the rules that you have to follow to be good Mm -hmm. and that's what deontology believes in and to be good in deontology's eyes you have to follow these unspoken rules and these spoken rules in order to follow the good and that's like part that's that's what you should strive for in your lifetime because eventually if you're good then you get to you get to this enlightenment stage in your life where everything's just, it's just easy for you to be good. Whoa. So yeah. it's like on, it's like, it's just you, just however you're being, it's just a good thing. You're just pure goodness. Well, that's, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. I, I wouldn't well, imagine no, how though. It's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think, um, part of life, like for me, I think uh, to be good, there's a lot of there's a lot of definitions to be good. There's virtue ethics, deontology, and utilitarian. So I'll just like do a quick rundown so that because I want to ask you what you think you okay, okay, okay. you want to strive. So virtue ethics is basically, um, so virtue ethics is being good. So you make making good outcomes. Deontology is doing good, and good rules make good outcomes. And utilitarian is producing the good, which means good equals good results. So as long as there's good results then you're doing the right thing. So like I was I was thinking like, you know, good, all these all these ideas, you know, uh death, like like, you know, it ties into things that you can't really put your finger on. Mm-hmm. You don't know where they come from, but they're just ideas, right? And what is yeah. that? That's like okay, that that actually has a name. That's like metaphysics. Uh these big ideas that you don't know where they come from, but they're just really useful. Okay, so I was I was coming up, <laughs> I was trying to come up with an example for this in my head beforehand because it was kind of hard, of, um, uh, to 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 wrap my head around it unless I had like an example going. So yeah, okay, imagine imagine. So so I'm gonna throw a bunch of terms out, and just okay, try to relate ahead. them to like a cat, right? <laughs> okay, wait, a yeah, cat? Okay, you said a cat. Yeah. So, uh, so there's there's two two big concepts, right? Empirical. Okay an a priori knowledge okay there's that's yes. one class under this way of classifying classifying knowledge and mm-hmm. another class is analytic and synthetic knowledge okay i got yeah. this from a video and i'm just kind of like paraphrasing it um, okay so so yeah so so then there's a cat and yeah. uh you know that this cat is an animal and that's all that's all you know about this cat okay right that you can take that as a given and uh so you say that this cat has a heart, okay? Yeah. What kind of knowledge okay. is that? That knowledge is is um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's 
synthetic. Yeah, you know, actually, I yeah, yeah, this I, is hard to. This is really hard to explain. No, I know. I wish, what you're I, wish about. I could. I really wish I could because this is no, like no, some no. crazy stuff that I was like, oh man, this is uh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be some juicy. <laughs> no, yeah. I know exactly. I know exactly where you're going with this. Okay, let okay. me okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Okay, so do it, baby. Um, picture a square in your mind. Okay, picture okay, it in your mind. Okay, okay you picture it. Yeah. So now, take take that square and morph it just a little bit, just just a tiny bit. Okay, so it's still a square, but like maybe the lines are a little bit uneven or it's a little bit tilted a little bit. It's a, kind of like a hand drawn square, so nothing's really perfect. Mm-hmm. But how do you know? that is still a square compared to your first visual of a perfect square. How do you know there's still squares, right? It's because um, your mind has this, or soul is what is what one, I don't remember which philosopher it was, but it's his soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, your soul came down from the real real, which is like some metaphysical thing. And it brought down, it came down to earth. And it, when it came down to earth, all this knowledge that came with it was flawed because on this earth nothing's really perfect everything is flawed so when you look at a human being right when you look at a human being you can tell that that's a human being but if you look to the next human being beside him it still it looks very different but you know it's still a human being because that's what that's what the real real taught like taught you that's what you learned already so the same thing with a cat like you know there's one black cat there's one spotted cat right you can tell they're both cats but they're totally like they look totally different. So that's uh, that's I feel like that's what you're kind of going for. Is that is that kind of the same thing? <laughs> I was trying to go and like talk about like the words associated with stuff. Oh, okay. Trying to explain like I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, that yeah, makes so sense. Like, that makes sense though. Like generally, it's just stuff you can't explain where it came from. But it just yeah. it's just so ingrained in how things are that it's just yeah. like you can't really refute it, right? I think that's exactly. what it comes down to. That's that's what metaph- metaphysical ideas are. Yeah. And like it's tough because if we could figure out more of those things, if we if we had them all, like if these were just achievements, if these were literally achievements that like I don't know, the creator of the universe gave to us to try and find, like we found time already, we found space, we found mm-hmm. like yeah, like if we could find them all, like imagine what we could do. Like math. math. Yeah. We found math. If there was something <laughs> like equally as useful as math out there. Dude. I, I don't know. That'd be. I don't know. That's, that's crazy that you told you, you said that. Like we should, there's some achievement because I was just about <laughs> to go into this. I was just about to. There's this, there's this story. It's called the allegory of the cave. Okay. And um, basically it, the whole allegory goes is people are, there's these people that's changed in this cave and they only see shadows on the wall in front of them. They can't turn their heads or anything to see what's making those shadows. And they don't see the light that's causing these shadows, right? Mm. Until one man, one of these prisoners became free and he was able to get out of the shackles and walk out of the cave and see what was really out there, like see beyond the shadows. Mm. And before the shadows were all like, he only knew the shadows and it made sense to him because he like kind of grew up into it. Mm. But when he saw the light and all the things that were causing the shadows, he was like super confused and he just did not know how to comprehend it. And he came back to other prisoners and he tried telling them, oh, what we actually saw was a donkey, but we only saw the shadow of it. They just didn't understand. Like the prisoners made no sense. Mm. So it's when, it's funny that you said, when um 
if we could have some kind of achievement or or like to know that we've done the right thing, philosophers always go back to this story because they keep telling us this is how you should live your life. This is how you should do things. But we just we just can't comprehend it because we're so used to the things that we are used to mm-hmm. that the real real doesn't make any sense to us. Like we're only seeing shadows and the philosophers are seeing the real real. They're handing us the information, but we can't comprehend it. Yeah. So that's that's some heavy stuff for yeah. what life is. Like, are we living? We're compared. Like, if they talk about this allegory of the cave, we're living in shadows. We're looking at shadows of what really is important. Yeah, and the fact that we haven't that that nothing is like perfect out there right now. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, no, nothing is perfect. Right? Nothing is perfect. Yeah, of course. But we can achieve it possibly probably right and maybe that just all it takes is just to know some of these metaphysical ideas and Mm -hmm. yeah just it just goes to show that like we just gotta keep trying man dude that that's life maybe that maybe that maybe that's life (laughs) maybe that's that's the answer yeah yeah Yeah, but no no we can only speculate man you can only i don't know i i feel like i've i don't think we're ready as human beings i don't think we can comprehend what is beyond the shadows like i think i think what's perfect about that allegory of the cave no matter what answer we get we will never understand the true meaning of any of it yeah oh i like that yeah because we're so used to the things we're used to okay yeah that's it man that's it that's that's (laughs) like that's what i was trying to say before like okay the cat thing the cat i was i was kind of leading up to the fact that there's something called a priori knowledge Right. It's it's okay. it's different from empirical knowledge, and those are just two classifications under one class of how you describe yeah. what knowledge yeah. is. Okay. So then, um, empirical knowledge—it's what you use your senses to figure out, right? Right. 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 Okay. So I I'm was gonna go you. into like you know, y- y- it's a cat, right? You know, it has a heart. Okay. It's uh, it makes sense just because animals have hearts, and that's a cat, so it must have a heart. But mm-hmm. you say a cat has a tail. You don't mm-hmm. know a cat has a tail, okay. but you have to see the cat has a tail to know the cat has a tail. And now you can okay. relate those things together, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but there's 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 a way to connect those things and two things that you would never think connects, which are a priori knowledge, which is some re- literally pulling information out of your ass. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> because it's like. It's so, but but it's it's knowledge that is so universal, like it's always true that you can't refute it, like math, right? Oh yeah, like, universal knowledge is yeah right yeah. It's just like it's just you know it it just makes so much sense. Um, mm-hmm. A priori knowledge it can be, it can be met with something called synthetic knowledge, and so it's it's synthetic knowledge is when um, is when it's adding on to a previous uh set of ideas or previous set of definitions adding on to it yeah and so and so so what Kant says is that it's oh man i I, I didn't want to go into it because i knew i wasn't going to be able to explain it metaphysical ideas are stuff you pull out of your ass but they really add to the set of ideas that we already have as a universe as as a as humanity pretty much because we don't know if we have if there are aliens out there you know I don't know. Like, I at least I don't know if there are aliens out, out yeah, there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but like, but they add to the human wealth of knowledge. 
So, mm-hmm. but they're but we pulled them out of our ass. That's yeah. that's exactly what that's exactly what metaphysical ideas are, and it's yeah. like we need to find more of them. I don't know. Yeah, it's like it's it's like the same thing as um was math discovered or invented? That's almost like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I, yeah. I got okay. You. That's no, what can, that. Kant argues. That's what Kant argues. Like you can't exactly. You can only pull math out of your butt, like. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, it's not like it was defined somewhere else. Like math couldn't be defined in a rock or it couldn't be defined in like something you see. You literally just had to f- come up with it and add it to your wealth of knowledge. Not by, oh, wait, not wait. by looking at something, not by like, not by trying to reason out uh, from previous definitions that you had. It's literally just math is a thing now. Wait, let's go. Let's go into that no. for a second. Do you yeah. do you um act, do you believe that uh, math was invented or discovered? Which one do you believe in? Uh, that okay. That's the thing. It was neither invented or discovered because invention requires you to have some definition of math previously installed in something in the world, right? Like okay, yeah. Like that's that's what inventing things are because like you know inventors they take. They take, you know, ideas of physics or they take whatever they have in the lab and they kind of synthesize it to make things. And that's like using definitions already previously um, previously recorded or whatever and mm-hmm. making something new out of it. Yeah. And discovery is when uh, you find it. You, like, look at it with your eyes or you touch it with your hands. Yeah. And, and from that, you know that it's real. Yeah. But math, I don't think it was invented or discovered. I think somebody just oh. thought of it. You know, that that's what Kant really? is thinking, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. what Kant is saying. The best I don't know. Way I, I, think I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think math was discovered because do you know that um that perfect little circle that everyone always talks about, like the Fibonacci oh. scale? What is that called? It's Fibonacci scale, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because okay. that's like that. That's found in nature. L- whenever I think of math being discovered or invented, I always go back to that. Yeah, because that's found in nature, and you that can't could, really yeah, that invent could be. that. That could yeah. be yeah. I don't know. That, that's how I see. Um, that's true. Um, that so also a, a lot of thing. Another big thing for uh, people that wrap their whole lives around is is love and money. So let me let me ask you this. If you could have all the money in the world, okay, but you'll never find love, or or would you rather have the love of your life for the rest of your life? Like she's the perfect, perfect match for you. But you guys aren't, like you guys are just squeezing by money-wise. Which one would you rather have? It's, it's wait, never... Wait, no, wait, pause, 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 yeah, pause, yeah, pause, pause. Okay, okay. we, you and I had this conversation, didn't we? Uh, once before, we could have. I forgot what like it said, at though. at at Nutty's house. Uh. Oh, maybe it wasn't you. I remember I going was, to. Though. I remember going to Nutty's house and having some deep conversations. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your answer? What's your answer? Okay. Well, I say that, um, given the situation, I'd pick. Okay. So in in the money situation. You'd never have, you'd never find the love of your life. No, you'd never find true love. Like it'd always be artificial love, you know. You'd never find true love. Okay, then I'd go for the for the love of my life for sure. Because I'm thinking in my oh, head, yeah. like, like in in a time scale, 
I think you're asking this question at like a given time. You have the most money and you have no chance of love in the future or you in this in this time I think this is just a hack on my on my part, but in no, this time good. you'll have like the love of your life but things could still change financially, I guess. Are, are, no, are they I, always going to be scraping by? I think I think it's set in stone that you're you you've had the love of your life. That's it for you. That's the best you can ever get. But you're just squeezing by for like the rest of your life. You're just squeezing by, or mm. uh, vice versa, or the other way around. Um, you have all the money in the world, but you'll never find true love. You'll always have this fake kind of artificial love, where like the woman or guy will only like you because of what you have or what what um what you, they can get out of you or something yeah that's Man. that's it's a tough it's a tough thing and i don't know i don't How, it's a, yeah. it's hard to answer that that's crazy i i kind of see money okay so in the in the situation where you have money but you never find true love because of how people uh view you as like a symbol uh not not as as a person but you know as a tool right yeah because yeah. you have all this money and you're you're a use you're you're a utility to them right I think yeah. of money as a tool. I do. You could use it to find love. You could. It's a tool. Yeah. It true. just it accelerates whatever you need to whatever you need to do, right? So, oh, yeah. I remember I remember you said something about this before. I swear we had this conversation before. I, I remember you have. saying <laughs> I remember you saying money weird. is an accelerant and that you can use it to accelerate certain things. Yeah, it's I a remember tool. you saying that. You could be yes. asked, you could be really bad at using it or you could be really good at using it. True. Like, just comes down to like how how much you're willing to put in to learn how to use it and stuff you know yeah so anyways the reason why i brought this up is because um for some people the meaning of life is is actually a relationship with either love or money and that's like their their whole life revolves around one of those two things Interesting. and and that could be which if you achieve one of those things whichever you wanted to achieve you kind of answered what your purpose of life is like you that's that's an easy answer but i think it's kind of shallow in my opinion yeah there's definitely more to it than that i think yeah. even love even love there's, i think there's more to it than than love in exactly a sense. yeah i think so well, too obviously it depends how you define it maybe love could be you know all you need <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. but yeah yeah um yeah so i don't know life that's that's the thing about life like you we don't really have uh we don't really know what's right at, at all like we no matter how we look at it there's always another way that we probably did it wrong you know mm-hmm. a- another thing about um the whole meaning of life is we've okay we've gone through a lot of things we've gone through religion death yeah. metaphysics love and money how what else can we knowledge. think about <laughs> with our limited knowledge <laughs> yeah. what else can we go through i think the next thing the next thing would be being good cuz um cuz there, there's so much there's so much that can there's so much definitions of the good that you can go under like yeah. the virtue like i mentioned before virtue ethic deontology and utilitarian all those things there's different they're not they're not um all under how do i say this they're all separate from each other 
like virtue ethics have different beliefs than deontologists and those guys have different beliefs than utilitarians they're all kind of fighting for who is um which one will bring you to the good okay this is me personally the meaning of life is one of two things it's either to be good or to be happy and i think we'll, we'll start off with to be good i guess um what do you think the definition of being good is like to be a good person what do you think the be definition is I yeah, yeah I, I wrote about this recently. I was like really, I was really sad, man, down in the dumps. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so I was thinking about this, um, in terms of uh, just being like really really non-willing to do anything. Like, like I think that's so bad. That's bad. Oh, that's like really bad. Yeah. I, think, I think it's like, like losing your will to do anything. I feel like that's just against what humanity is all about. Cause mm-hmm. we're just, we're just built to do something, right? We're built to work. Yep. We're built to further ourselves, each other, the world. I think right. that's what we were built okay. for. And yep. I think being good is just all about making people understand that that's inherent within themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if you could find a way to make people believe subconsciously, consciously, whatever that they can do, literally anything i think that's that's what good is i think yeah yeah i i um it's funny that you mentioned that because in all of these and all three of those beliefs for the good Mm -hmm. all of them kind of have this uh underlying underlying message where if you don't fulfill your purpose then you're not being good at all like that's just that's not how you should be living life so Mm. um it, there's I don't remember which one it is. I think it's deontology that believes this. Hmm. But let's say you plant an apple, an apple tree, right? Okay. You plant two apple trees. One apple tree, uh, they both grow pretty big. One of them grows great apples, big, juicy, just tasty apples. And the other one grows like small, not really tasty, really sour apples. And yes. no one's going to want to buy those. Unless, yeah. of course, like you're into that stuff. But... For the most part, people okay. want the big juicy apples. Yeah. So, um, the the thing is that if you're not fulfilling your purpose, in this case, it would be an apple. If you're not fulfilling your purpose to be a good apple tree, you're not you're not being good, and that you should just like try better, be do better. So, what you were saying is the not doing, not fulfilling your purpose, is bad. I 100% agree. I think we have to, no matter what our purpose is, we should try finding out what it is. But trying to fulfill your purpose is actually pretty good. And doing it is kind of like, you got it. Like, you're good. You're a good person. Hmm. Not fulfilling your purpose. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it. you can't really find out what that is right away. And not yeah, knowing true. what it is is part of like, part of, you know, part of life and like, the exploration trying to figure out what your strengths are like like people don't know a lot about themselves i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's like a big that's a big point um that's a big point that i've heard somewhere that people know a lot less about themselves than they think they do yeah. and and to feel discouraged about not being in the right place in life um it's just it's just a lack of a lack of doing enough and that's not to say that, you know, it's it's something wrong with you that you can't do enough because there's something mm-hmm. wrong with you. There's nothing wrong okay. with you. And, yeah. and that's what I said before. Like, humans inherently have the ability to do whatever they, whatever they, whatever they want, whatever they can do. It's just doing, mm-hmm. doing that's inherent 
with human beings. Mm-hmm. And part of that mm-hmm. doing is discovery, figuring out what you're all about, figuring out the value that you can bring to other people, how you mm-hmm. have, in economic terms, the competitive advantage. So you'll always be valuable, no matter how little you do even. You can mm-hmm. still provide value to other people just by yeah, doing I agree. something, I right? Agree. So yeah. I think that's I think that's like that's a key to it. You think that's the definition of being good? To be yeah. a good person. Yeah, being good. It's just like it's just being able to tell somebody and and you know, it's reciprocity. So it's like reciprocity reciprocity in the sense that it's not like you scratch my back, I scratch yours, even though that's exactly what it means. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's, not, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like if you tell other people and if you have this outward looking mentality of you can all do it just because you're human beings, right? Because like that's all human beings are for to just do stuff. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you'll believe it yourself. And then it's just you'll. Oh, OK. You know, I don't know. You can. You yeah, can do no, whatever I follow. You do. Yeah. I, I, okay, well, here's here's my next question. You're walking down the street, right? Mm-hmm. And you see an old lady who needs help getting her groceries up to her, up her stairs into her house. Yeah. Do you help her? Uh, yes. That, yes, okay. So, but why did you help her? Uh, I guess because I provide my value because I guess I see myself as a stronger person. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I cuz I don't know if she'd be able to give me anything in return. Just her thank you. Honestly, that's enough encouragement to Okay, so that's that's value. what I'm that's what I'm looking for. That's the answer yeah, yeah, I was yeah. looking for. Um so people end up doing certain things because they want something in return, even as simple as a thank you. Yeah. So, in that sense, does that make you a good person cuz you're looking for something in return? No matter I what it so. is. I think so. Yeah. Because okay. I learned in economics recently that even if you look for things in return, just having the, um, what is it called? Co- the comparative advantage, which means that you're doing what you can do best and the other person okay. does what they do best, you'd still both be better off. So knowing okay. that and being um, always looking for, I guess, something in return uh, means that you are for the trade. Right. The trade of Mm -hmm. goods or the trade of like uh, the trade of services, like thank yous. And I don't know, giving help to this old woman. You're 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 uh, you're like promoting that. And that's good because everybody benefits from trade. And I feel like by, I don't know, being being like like wanting stuff. That's not a bad thing because it promotes this trade between people. Yeah. So so everybody's better off in that sense, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, the next, I think the next thing I was going to ask you is, um, obviously there's, ev- not everyone is good in the world. There's, there's some bad people. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, cause I was talking to my friend about this and, um, what do you think, do you think the world would be better off if we had rules and set so that people will follow them and event that will make people good? Because like, let's say the rule is if you see an old lady who needs help getting her groceries up the stairs, you have mm. to go help her because that's the mm. good. That's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, or do you think maybe we should just let people decide on their own? And when and it's kind of like a more selfish kind of thing that if you don't help that person, you're not a good person. But you should. But you you don't have to. I, I guess I just stayed with my. Um, I'll just stay with my definition of it. It's like it's like if you 
tell people that they can't do something and they try and they try and they try and you still like 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 telling them how to value things and and you and they try and they try and they try to convince you that this is not how I value things this is and, and it doesn't work then you're telling them that their their like um their effort and their potential is not is not going to break through this wall or it's not going to change anything so why should okay. they do it that's bad because yeah. it's telling people yeah. that their potential isn't worth anything, right? But it is. Yeah, I agree. Because humans agree. are like, they got this potential, man. They got it, right? And they yeah. have to be able to express it. And they have to be able yeah. to expend it, you know? I think that's bad. Yeah. That's why it's bad. And goodness is, you know, obviously because if, you, if you're if you able to have a say in something, if you're able to change something in a small way, then that's mm -hmm. at least saying that you have, your potential is worth something. And that's good. Yeah, I think I think goodness. Um, and if we come back, like if we bring it back to the to the beginning of this, the meaning of life for me, I think the being to be good is, I, I think is the meaning of life personally, hmm. because there's so many things that come with being good. Like the, it, let's say for example, you're a more religious person. Being good um, will bring you closer to heaven, closer to God. Let's say you're a metaf you believe in metaphysics and all that stuff. Being a good person is kind of attached to metaphysics and seeing the real, real and all that stuff. Hmm. Um, so, I think I think the way we should be good is being a virtuous person. That means being selfless, um, helping people reach their potential. Without, I know for you, I know for you that saying. Um, there should be something coming back, like a th at least a thank you, which I agree. Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part, being a virtuous person doesn't that doesn't include anything in return. That's where I stand on being good, and the meaning of life for me is being a good person. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think just knowing more, understanding things, is just is just all you could really <laughs> you could really uh hope to do because mm -hmm. by understanding things you can leave them alone so mm -hmm. it's like you're finally like okay okay i get it so i can leave it alone i could just i could be at peace and and like like what i see you know it's like ooh, yeah ooh, peaceful being peaceful yeah. with yourself and all that stuff huh. yeah nice i think i think what i want to say uh We've we talked about a lot of things here, and no matter what you believe in, no matter what you think, um, whoever the listeners, whatever you think the meaning of life is, I think you should make it uh, a a really good thing. Because, again, like I said in the beginning, our life is like this little dash. It's so, on paper, it looks so unimportant. On a gravestone, we just have this little dash there. So I think we should make the most out of it. No matter what you believe in, chase after that dream, chase after being good or happiness or love and money. Just make it worthwhile. Make it because you literally only live once. So you got to just just go all in. Like what's what's the reason not to? All right, guys, it's been good. I hope you've enjoyed uh, late night chill vibes. I'm your mm. host, Francis. And I'm your other host, Vincent. And uh, have a great one, guys. Bye. Thanks for vibing, boys. Peace.